0: Hi everyone. My name is Ben Plasman. I'm here with Ashmita Barua, and we have the special pleasure of being with the University of Toledo economist, Dr. Bland. How are you, sir?
1: Good, thank you. Very, very good afternoon.
0: <laughs> so, anyways, Dr. Bland, you're a behavioral economist, and your expertise, since it lies in behavioral economics, which I find to be personally, and I think you would say this as well, the, yeah. probably the most fascinating aspect of economics. We would like to ask you some questions about voting and voting behaviors of voters. Uh, the United okay. States, as you're, I'm sure you're aware of, has one of the lowest uh, voter turnouts amongst developed economies and democracies. What do you think the reason for vote, voters aren't, or for a low voter turnout in our elections? Do you have any particular thoughts on this? Or,
1: Well, sure. I mean, to, to begin with, so we're, we're on the same page with the statistics, if that's mm-hmm. helpful. Uh, uh, apparently about Uh, In the US, in presidential elections, uh, they have about 50% turnout. I'm reading here from a paper by Mark Franklin uh, called The Dynamics of Electoral Participation. Mm -hmm. Um, In Ohio, that number is about 70%, but the reported statistic I found was for registered voters, so it's not necessarily that 70% of people who are eligible to vote are voting. Mm -hmm. It's 70% 70 of people who are currently registered to vote um, are participating in presidential elections, and unsurprisingly, the number is lower for non-presidential elections. Mm -hmm. Lucas County doesn't really stand out by that metric. Um, Within Mm -hmm. Ohio, it's about 68%. Um,
0: Toledo, though, it's about twenty to thirty percent during like uh, mayoral elections okay. and city council ones. And so, like, I thought, and, and this is amongst registered voters as well. And I always thought you only have a very small fraction of people that are choosing even, the leadership,
1: even among the people who are registered.
0: Yeah, yeah, and that's that's unbelievable to me. You know. Yes.
1: But I mean, it's it's believable when we when we think about um, the incentives that they're faced. That That's the people true. Face. So, looking at uh, f- further through Franklin's paper, um, he has a, a list of uh, voter turnout by country. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, while you know, like the top six countries are by no means sort of what the U.S. needs to look like to get better voter turnout. We might be able to learn a little bit from them. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the the six countries, uh, my home country of Australia. Uh, Malta, Chile, Belgium, Italy, and Luxembourg—all really? um, have, um, according to this paper, ninety um, percent or greater wow. turnout. Is it
0: illegal for people not to vote? Or so in Australia, you'll
1: get fined if you don't vote. Really? Um, I have voted in all of the Australian elections that I have been required to vote. <laughs> since I live in since I live in the U.S., I'm not eligible to vote in Australia at the moment. Yes. Um, but there's a there's a fine, and I think it's about fifty dollars. But I uh-huh. could I could be wrong on that. Really? Yeah.
2: Do you have any fine in the US too for not voting?
1: No, there's no fine in the
0: United States for not voting. <laughs> okay. <laughs> in fact, certain politicians would maybe pay people not to vote. I'm kidding. But like... mm-hmm. <laughs> do
2: you think that fine system? I mean, I yeah. find that fine system very fascinating because we yeah. just don't have the fine even in India. Right. <laughs> so I just wanted to know: Do you think that fine system does work in? Uh,
1: Increasing the turnout? Yeah. I am not sure what Australian voter turnout would look like if we didn't have the fines. Do you think
0: that the election results would be quite a bit different, too, if they didn't have the fines?
1: That is difficult because there are a lot of, there are a lot a lot of, of different – it's not just the fines. So the other things that these countries have in common mm-hmm. that, uh, that are different to the US – so three of them have compulsory voting – What's compulsory voting. Like Australia, you there's there's some oh there's, there's a fine. fine. Or okay. The, okay, so there's, it's compulsory. It's, you just cannot skip that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and so I mean Australia has compulsory voting. 10% of people managed to not do it, but mm-hmm. it's defines... much larger than the US. Okay. Um, the the other common factor I found between these is uh, three countries had their elections on Saturdays. Ooh. Australia, Malta and Belgium. That's that's really interesting. And wow. it, the remaining three, Chile, Italy and Luxembourg had their elections on Sundays. Wow, okay. that
0: probably would make a huge difference. I've had yeah, times so, where it's I mean, been really inconvenient for me to vote because it was a Tuesday and I had a lot of stuff to do.
1: Right, so I know some people work on the weekend and mm. have to work on the weekend, mm-hmm. but it's generally a smaller number of people. Yeah, yeah
2: the majority um, of people do not work in the weekend, so the number of turnouts during the weekends. For yeah,
1: TV. that's so, really fascinating yeah, so actually. When, when I went to vote in Australia it was on the weekend when I was at the time living with my parents Mm -hmm. and I went to the local elementary school where the school had put out uh, in Australia it's called a sausage sizzle you know they run a barbecue and sell stuff Mm -hmm. and we voted then in the morning Mm -hmm. and so it was you know generally done at a time when most people weren't working Mm -hmm. additionally it was reasonably easy to vote early um, at a restricted number of places Mm-hmm. Uh, if you if you couldn't make it on Saturday. Mm-hmm.
2: Okay. So, uh, do you think if we just keep the uh, election here on, in the weekends like they have in uh, Australia, it could increase the vote turnout here in the United States?
1: I think, if anything, it should increase the voter yeah. turnout and change the mix of people who vote. Mm-hmm. Um, I think... Part of the story with low voter turnout in the U.S. has probably got to do with the opportunity cost of voting. So, mm-hmm. yeah. what else could I be doing if I wasn't voting? Yes, exactly. Okay. And if if it's on a Tuesday, a lot of people are working. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I am not a U.S. citizen, so I'm not eligible to vote. Mm-hmm. But if I wanted, if I was a U.S. citizen and wanted to vote on Tuesday,
0: uh, you I teach two them. classes. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, I'd probably be near a voting station. I'd probably have to cancel one of my office hours or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and for people who are being paid hourly, which I'm not, yes, they're exactly. actually giving up salary. That, yeah. That's true. So I mean, that's true. I per- personally, I'm I'm salaried. I can I can rearrange my time. And, yeah. And it actually wouldn't be that. that much That actually an issue is a large work.
0: transaction. Then so, it yeah. becomes a much larger transaction yeah. just for one vote.
1: Yeah. And and the question is, is your employer going to let you? miss work that day is that going to change Mm -hmm. the hours you get in the Mm -hmm. future Mm -hmm. yeah Um, so all all of this could increase the cost of voting Mm -hmm. Um, additionally uh, you know the time it takes to vote uh, Mm -hmm. could be quite a while in some areas yeah so I I was reading a um, article on the Toledo Blade that was saying that yesterday Mm -hmm. when there was early voting um, they had some long lines there There yeah a 30 minute wait to vote Wow. 30
2: minutes of yeah. voting. Yeah. Okay.
1: Um, that's, for, that's for early voting, so who, who knows what it's going to be like on, on Tuesday. Wow. Um, wow. So lost wages. In certain places, yeah.
0: like my precinct where I vote, I just walk in there and it's so easy. And right. I've heard stories, though, where some people wait in Cleveland, for example, for like an hour or two. There's flooded lines. They don't give them. I think a lot of times they're systematic. systemically, they leave fewer voting machines in certain areas with higher population densities in order to make that cost for people. To suppress the vote, more or less. You know what I mean?
1: If the decision makers are able to change. If they're to able change to, yes. To...
0: And I'd have to look. That's Board of Elections yeah. and stuff. but yeah. I just,
1: It depends on who's making the It blows the my mind I mean, that you would have two-hour waits. If I was trying to win an election and I could control where the polling stations were and how long the lines were... Mm-hmm. It'd be a lot easier than canvassing. <laughs> yeah.
0: That's very true. So I mean,
1: everyone who has that decision to make would face those incentives. Yes. So we talk about the yeah. cost of voting, but I mean there's also the benefit of voting as well. Yeah. So I mean, in, in terms of the costs, it takes time and, and all that, and you might mm-hmm. have to forego some wages, or I mean, you could have been out in the park reading a book. Mm-hmm. They're both enjoyable things, right? Yeah. Um the the other thing to think about is what what is the probability that you are actually going to affect the result of an election? A lot of people vote in each election, yeah, and so the chance of your vote being actually, the one that tips the balance in favor of the party that you want to win is very low. Yeah, so from an econo- economist perspective. It's amazing how many people. Is it not even rational to vote? Well, there are other reasons to vote. I mean, if if all you care about is the outcome of the elections, they're they're actually. Then your
0: incentives financially, I guess. Well, you know, the time, I
1: care about the policies that particular candidates are are implementing. I mean, I I don't necessarily have to benefit directly from a policy for me to think it's a good idea. you that's know, that's an interesting take in, in, on it too. In, in economics, we assume people are selfish because it's easy for yeah. the math. <laughs> but, You know, I I care about other people because I'm a human. Yeah, um, that's that's not irrational. It's just yeah. my preferences. Mm-hmm. But in terms of, I mean, there, there are benefits. If I manage to tip the election in my favor by voting, then that'd be great. But I'm, I'm looking at the so the results of the. For some reason, I could find the 2014 election um, for the fifth, yeah. uh, 9th, and fourth district, mm-hmm. um, which are the ones around around here. Um, so I, I live in the fifth, and mm-hmm. uh, 132,000 people voted for the Republican candidate. Uh, 57,000 people voted for the Democratic candidate, mm-hmm. um, and so if another person showed up on that day, <laughs> but if one more person voted for the Democratic candidate, you'd still get the same outcome. Yeah, yeah. And you know, if you're looking at the numbers, that's you know, 70% of people voted for the Republican candidate. That's yeah. a huge, huge swing in one direction. You're going to need a lot more people than just one person yeah. um, deciding to vote. Mm-hmm. Um, and then if you look at the 9th district, which is the kind of uh, you know, the area around Toledo and Sandusky, mm-hmm. uh, it was sort of basically the same numbers in the other direction. Okay. So 51,000 voted for... The Republican candidate, 106,000 uh, voted for the Democratic candidate, which is about 32% Republican. Mm-hmm. And so, and for the the fourth district, it was about 67% Republican. Mm-hmm. And so, there, as these numbers get closer to 50%, you're more likely to affect the outcome. Mm-hmm. These numbers are reasonably far away from 50%. Yes. Yeah. Um, I mean, n- not that I'd call 70% a sure thing or anything, but uh-huh. in, in terms of... In political the, terms, that's huge, though. Yeah, th- these, these aren't probabilities of winning an election like the ones Nate Silver would talk about in his forecasts. Uh-huh. These are the fraction of people who voted. Yeah, um, Those are, you know, they're both fractions, but they have very different interpretations. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's in the 5th District, 70% Republican is re- re- going to require a lot more people... To sure. show up and vote Democratic to yeah to change that than if the number was fifty one percent or something mm-hmm. and so here are here are here are three three districts where any small group of people let alone individual people if they change their behaviour even to the extent that they went and voted for the other candidate aren't really mm-hmm. going to change the outcome yeah um and so
0: so because meaningless to vote and that, from that f- perspective. from that perspective yeah. I mean you might yeah.
1: derive some util some some benefit from feeling good feeling good about voting you know hanging out with a group of people who are going to vote Mm -hmm. um getting the sticker you know being part of democracy being part of democracy you know people enjoy that and that's okay i think that's great but Uh in terms of actually changing the outcome of an election (laughs) anyone's individual vote doesn't really mean that much that's interesting uh
2: uh, yeah. So, yeah, I have heard somewhere that uh, most of the voters are very partisan in nature,
1: mm-hmm. uh,
2: meaning that they actually vote for parties rather than vote for candidates. Do you think it's true? I,
1: I, I don't think I have enough... He's not you know, from I, America right, either. I have, no, I, I have enough <laughs> experience or data to comment on that. Yeah. But I think it's, it, it's kind of borne out in the sort of how historically safe these districts are. So, I mean, the 5th yeah. the, the District has been... Has been a Republican district, as far as I can tell, consistently for the last eighty years. Mm -hmm. The ninth district has been Democratic for the last thirty years. Fourth district has been Republican for the last eighty years.
0: I think that says a little bit. I mean, yeah, at at least those are the districts. It's a correlation. It might not be causality, but yes. I mean,
1: well, I mean, these are—it's
0: kind of a strong case. The the districts
1: are populated by a large fraction of people who aren't going to change their behavior based on the political climate. Yeah. The, the people, potentially, a story that explains is that the people who vote in these areas are just always going to go and vote for the Republican or the mm-hmm. Democratic And candidate. that's why,
0: like, we notice, yeah. in order for public officials to get elected, they don't really care that much about getting the mass public support, unless it's a close election, than winning their party support. Right. And that's really where the big show happens, is in their party. Like, right. Their door to get their endorsement. suggests
1: that in, in all three mm-hmm. of these districts, winning the primary of yeah. the incumbent party is exactly. much more valuable than yeah sort of the, the biggest step in increasing your chances <laughs> of winning the election That's that's really yeah.
0: interesting yeah um, that's really where the yeah. real show I mean, is I that I'd, I'd is in be, the primary
1: I'd much much rather be a, a coin toss in the Republican primary for the 5th district <laughs> um, than the Republican candidate in the ninth district Yeah okay right? so
0: yeah, <laughs> that's, the, that's that's the, funny. the way it's going Yeah, yeah. that's really interesting